Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you got a friend or family member who might be, might be interested in this podcast, please shoot them a link so they can hear it and hear the good word of health and fitness. Now let's get to the show. back with the coyote fitness podcast hunter here with a fully caffeinated caleb and extremely caffeinated tyler and we are here on a friday we're changing it up this week we are getting it out to you guys early and we are going to talk about some life-changing stuff today are we not i think so i'm excited what what did i tell you indeed Tyler? tyler is fully caffeinated okay so we're going to talk about something that's pretty fun and exciting for us and we're going to talk about life-changing moments from our lives and um, what those were and how they impacted us as it as it relates to health and fitness so we're just going to review some some major points in our life some things that we learned and some moments in our life that had a big impact on us that led us to this point and uh, I think we're going to have a really good discussion today I think it's really helpful hopefully these things are not just like fun facts about us but they are things that actually help you reflect on some of the places that you've been and how you got to where you are and if those things are positive then it can be maybe just a remembering of some of the people that invested in you but also if it's a negative thing maybe it can be something that helps spark some change and give you some encouragement to take a step that helps guide you to the future because we talk a lot about making decisions to our health and nutrition that are going to impact our future and where we go and our families And so I think for us, it's good to reflect on those things because you actually can confirm that there's a pattern of people and influences that had a profound effect on you and that got you to where you are. And for each of us, we, I think, can tie experiences that we've had into what got us to be sitting right here and doing what we're doing in a career. You know, each of us started in a career that was very extremely different, maybe even an opposite of this. Shout out Frito-Lay. No yeah. free ads, Tyler. You could tell us about the Cheeto experience. Do they make Cheetos? All if it ends in O's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. So, uh, side note: Before we move on, uh, we just found out that Golden Flake was bought by uh, Uts, and they're not making the original Golden Flakes. And my wife is very upset about that. Nothing to miss there. <laughs> okay, so uh, I was thinking about this and uh, some major uh, points in my life as far as health and fitness goes. And one that I, I've always just kind of, when I'm thinking back, I've always kind of glossed over um, the importance of it. But looking back on it now and and seeing, um, you know, how important consistency is uh, for our members, uh, it, it, it reminded me of the summer after my senior year of high school um, was the first time since I was probably five years old that I wasn't playing pretty much a sport um at that time I was playing some baseball, but it wasn't a ton that summer. I was getting ready for to go to college 
and I was always uh, really skinny and um, just never was – I had a lot of trouble getting stronger, putting on weight. I was always the weakest guy on, in my grade on the football team. And so the summer – the start of the summer, my dad took me to this gym, and I don't even know how he got in touch with this guy – um, but it was in Richland, which is, a, it's actually around the corner from our Richland location now, but it was like a regular Globo gym and he got, got in touch with the owner and we drove all the way out there and, um, he wanted him to give me like a workout program. And so he just kind of walked me around, showed me the machines that they had and, um, gave me a program. But the thing that he gave me, he gave me the sheet of paper and it was basically like a place for you to track your workouts and he, he wrote down all the exercises at the top and then there was a place where you could put each date um on the left and then you filled in the boxes with your weight on that given day and so and then he gave it to me and I took it home and I did it all summer by myself but I filled out that whole thing for the whole summer and I think I only missed one or two days and looking back on it, I realized it was because he gave me a scorecard to keep track with um of my workouts and I I just I'm the type of person that when I get a scorecard like that, I want to fill it out. And so I just put it and I had it in my car for years, literally in my car. It was kind of like a, something I was proud of because I had filled out, you know, what I did. And it was like bench press, leg press, you know, stuff like that. I mean, what lunges, but over that summer, I think I put on 15 pounds and I showed up that fall and my coach, you know, my baseball coach, he was super excited because I had put on a lot of weight. And, um, that, was kind of the, the turning point for me in health and fitness. And when I started falling in love with uh, training, because I saw that I worked out four days a week all summer for 12 weeks or 15 weeks or whatever it is. And I put on 15 pounds and I showed up stronger and able to hit the baseball farther and bigger and all that type of stuff. And so uh, that was when I first fell in love with it. And that was a really big point in my um, training and health and fitness career because it told me if you stick with something over an extended period of time, you will make progress. And I kept that type of training, you know, for almost 10 years up, up to that, you know, up until I started uh, CrossFit in 2010. So, um, that was a big one for me. That's cool. Um, we're, uh, I'm actually in a cool place right now where, um, in my career, I've recently, we've had a, a couple of new members join who are actually coaches of mine when I was younger. Um, and so when we were kind of talking just before the podcast, we we're talking about like influences and how we got to where we are now. And I started thinking about that whenever Caleb and I were talking about it earlier. And I was just thinking like some of the most influential people in my life that have not been family members, like immediate family members have been coaches that I've had. And I've had a lot of different coaches from a lot of different backgrounds. And so it's really cool that, uh, you know, just finished up on ramp with one of the most influential coaches that I've ever had in my life um at an age where um you know I was really uh, I was playing baseball he was baseball coach and we were uh, in the select league days so we were you know really putting uh, a lot of effort into being a good team and he taught me so much about teamwork about hard work and that you know you don't have to be the biggest the strongest the mightiest person to be the hardest worker and so that's kind of a theme that also you know, my dad taught me from a young age was, you know, you got, you know, you can be the hardest worker in the room, um, and not, and nobody even know it. And so it was kind of cool. Like I'm in a, in a place right now where, uh, you know, I'm able to kind of, and, and I know Hunter, you can relate a little bit, like, you know, be able to give back to that person that's given so much influence on my life and my mindset. Um, and so it's, it's, I don't know, we, we, it's kind of an appropriate topic since, you know, that's kind of something new that's happening, 
Um, but, you know, and we can get into this later, and I don't want to go down too far of a rabbit hole just on, you know, life history and those kind of things. But we're going. We're going. Yeah, All right. Well, this if we're going the there, time for that, this is the time for that. Um, but, you know, of the coaches that I've had growing up, you know, I've had some really good ones, and I've had some not so great ones that were really successful at what they did. And so I think there's a, a difference in seeing a coach who loves what they do for the sake of loving it itself and being successful at it. At it. And then there's, you know, the coach or the person, no matter the role, that simply does what they do just to be successful and win. And the person that does just what they they're going to do just to win, to sacrifice you know, the, the feelings or the emotions or the thoughts or um, even maybe the potential of p- other people, I think that person, you know, influences others, can influence, that coach can influence their team members negatively, but also positively. So, you know, in high school, coach I had, you know, you know, was not necessarily my favorite coach that I've ever had in my life, you know, um, but he was really, really, really good at winning baseball games. And so when you look back, when I look back at that coach, that person in my life, you know, it's a whole different perspective than the coach that I had at a younger age who was really influential from a mindset standpoint and helped me grow. So it's like, okay, you can learn from both of those people. So I learned a lot from those coaches and those, those two, you know, coaches the most were really influential on me at a time frame. And I think looking back now, it makes sense that I'm a coach because I've learned the most from those, those people in that moment. That man, coaches have such an impact. And if you get the right coach at the right time, it can make a huge, um, huge impact on your life. And before Caleb goes, I, I, that, that reminded me of something that happened with one of my coaches. Um, a real quick story. When I was in ninth grade, I had a basketball coach and I quit basketball after I think 10th grade cause I was doing too many things. But, uh, I, that was one of the most fun seasons I ever had was my ninth grade in basketball. And, um, there was this moment that really stuck out to me in practice and he had set us up and we were working in groups and we were shooting free throws and like we had a big, you know, multi-court gym. And so everybody had their own, um, uh, free throw line that they were shooting from. And we had to shoot, I, we had to make a certain amount um, in a given time and everyone that we didn't, that we hit under the goal, we had to do push-ups for. And me and my uh, buddy were doing it and we were kind of like at the far end from the court. So we didn't think he was watching us. And we kind of like pretended like we had hit the goal when we didn't. And um, he saw us and he called us out in front of the whole team and said, you didn't, how many did you do? And he asked me and I said, you know, I lied and said whatever it was and it was not what we had hit. And my buddy said the same thing. And, and he was like, I was counting, you know, everybody on the line. And we all, we started heading around suicides. And that was such a profound moment and lesson for me. And if you are um, supposed to do something, you do, you do it. You, you do what is required of you. And that was the last time I ever, you know, didn't do the work that was asked of me to do, especially in a, in a fitness setting. And if it was three sets of 10 from then on out, I did three sets of 10 because I realized like, it was more important to do the work, even though it hurt, as a uh, than trying to cut corners and um, costing not only yourself, but it was also a profound lesson because it's going it's going to let you're letting your team down and everybody else around you is depending on you to do it. And so, after from that point on, I it you know I I always realize like if 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 I'm going to train with my team in the in the weight room, I'm going to do everything that's required of me. I'm not going to skip anything. And that was just a great lesson for me to learn in ninth grade at as like a you know 
14 year old or whatever it was so um that was yeah that was cool cool uh cool moment that i could it's still vivid vivid to me to this day like feel it you can like feel the heat yeah yeah and i'm so grateful for him for doing that you know and not just letting it slide like a, a lot of coaches might have i literally had that written down that one of the mentors that had a profound effect on me in a non non like sports sense like it was it was business it was uh giving me some of my first jobs that i had growing up uh a place to work but one of the things that stood out to me from that mentor was if you can do something right now you do it and he i watched the efficiency of which people who are very driven to be successful they work at a different pace than people who are working to try to get to the weekend but when you're trying to accomplish a task it's imperative that you, if you have the capability of doing it, you do it right then. And so one of the things that I had a, I had a guy that has mentored me and I actually, it was really cool. You just talked about it being full circle to be able to help that coach now in his fitness and, and nutrition and his health. Now I got to do the same thing with a mentor of mine through nutrition coaching who lives in, uh, he lives in Tennessee, but he reached out to me and I now get to help him with something that he didn't know anything about. And he, had a profound impact on my life. Um, I used to drive his car for him to business meetings in in other states. So basically I'd work for him and intern in the summer. And part of that job was just to, hey, if he needed to drive, he would work in the car. It was kind of one of the first times I remember people doing that, but like he had a router set up where he could get internet in the car. And so he would work and sit in the back and he'd have his computer and he would work for an hour and a half and then he would set an alarm for 30 minutes and sleep and then you wake up after 30 minutes and get right back to work and one of the things that he had me do was i had to dress like i was going to a business meeting to drive him from georgia to north carolina and then go back it's the mood part of it (laughs) was because when we showed up to the meeting and he had a driver for him that driver needed to look professional in the same way that he wanted to be professional because it was going to be a presentation. And there were times where that happened and no one saw us, right? Like no one even saw it. But the chance that I would have to get out and do something or the chance that I would pull up and there would be people that he was going to be interacting with and he wanted everything to look professional. And it was something to me, I was like, man, that's 10 hours of driving there. I got to wear khaki pants and a tie. But it was just the thought of, we're going to do this. It's going to be a professional thing. We want to like the way that you do the littlest things are also the way that you're going to do the big things. And so that was a really cool thing for me that like, man, this guy gets up at 4 a.m., works, takes a nap, comes back, goes to work, does whatever needs to be done. And it was like, all right, you know, most of my experience for hard work was like, man, getting in the weight room, running (laughs) suicides and stuff like that. But when I got to see it out in the real world, see somebody do it for real, it was it was something that kind of taught me and elevated my standard a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, The, 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 the idea of hard work, I think there's just so many people out there that work so much harder than we could ever even realize they are. Um, but that reminded me of, uh, something, uh, Alex Harmozy said that really stuck out with me. He said, forget end of week. It needs to be end of day. And he made, he broke that down and said, if every time you're trying to get something done, you give yourself the goal of end of week, um, that's, you know, you do that six, seven, eight times, that's eight weeks. It took you to do eight things where if you change it to end of day, then you get it done in eight days. That's almost, you know, 25% uh, of the time that it took you, would it take you end a week. And that's something that I've really tried to implement in my, in my life, uh, is if there's something that needs to be done, I just get it done before the end of the day. And then 
it's amazing how much more capacity you have if you just change your mindset of getting uh, stuff done in the day um, instead of in a week. I, that's really cool. Um, I have I'll, I'll, I'll go next with uh, another health and fitness one for me. And uh, this was when I started CrossFit back in 2010, which obviously completely changed the course of my life. I didn't know it at the time. But um, so after college, I played two years of professional baseball. And uh, before my second season, I was training in the off season with this guy who was playing major league baseball. And um, we trained for a couple months together and, you know, we'd hit workout and hit and throw and do that, that type of stuff. And um, then he had to leave for spring training and I still had another month before I had left for mine. And I, I was at church on Sunday, actually at the Pine Lake Reservoir campus with my, with my parents. And they used to go to that, that location at the time. And I saw this guy that I'd known from college. He had worked at a physical therapy place. And when I was playing baseball in college, I was always in the trainer room. Like I always had something going on. And I had actually met him when, after I'd had sh- uh, shoulder surgery, uh, for my, for my labrum. And so anyways, we had spent a lot of time in there. And I remember when I was in there, they were watching like these videos of people doing CrossFit workouts. And he was telling me about it. And I was like, that he showed me this video of like three people doing it. And one of the girls stopped literally in the middle of the workout and threw up, then kept going. I was like, that looks terrible. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> and he was like, we're about to flip some tires out back later on. If you want to come, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So anyways, a uh, fast forward a year or two later. And I saw him at, uh, at, at church that Sunday and I was talking to him and he was asking about baseball or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I've been training with this guy and he just left. And so I got another month. He's like, well, why don't you come work out at my, my gym for the month till you leave. He's like, I really think it could help you out with your baseball. And I was like, okay. And so I, I literally, I, I, I pay, I think it was a hundred dollars. I took him a hundred dollar bill and I showed up and I remember the first couple of weeks he had the workouts on the board and he was talking about doing everything for time. And I was like, this is, I'm just going to do the workout or whatever. And then I got about the third week and there was this workout we were doing and it had running and pull-ups and uh, maybe one other thing. And there was this, his fiance at the time uh, was pregnant and, her belly was really sticking out really far. And so she was very far along in her pregnancy and she beat me in the workout. <laughs> and I remember I was like, hold up a second. I need to like start taking this serious. Cause I <laughs> can't be now. losing to, to girls that are about to have a baby. And so after that, I kind of, uh, you know, I started pushing myself. Well, anyways, I showed up for baseball, uh, that, that spring and I felt better than I ever had going into a baseball season. I felt lighter. I felt more athletic, faster, stronger, more flexible. Uh, I just felt great. I was like, gosh, in one month of doing that, I felt so much better. And so anyways, I got, ended up getting released shortly after that. And, um, I spent the rest of the summertime trying to get picked up, picked back up and, uh, it never happened. So that August, uh, 2010, I went back and joined and I just started going and that the rest is history. You know, that was kind of, kind of my launching point, but that chance encounter with him, you know, my life would have been completely different if it hadn't been for that. And if he hadn't have tried to get me to do it. So I try to keep that in mind when I'm talking with other people and like, if I can talk to somebody and, 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 in a chance encounter and convince them to come and join the gym, if you know, it's going to help their health and fitness so much, I try to always keep that in mind. Um, because it literally can be life changing for somebody. It definitely was life changing for me, not only in my career wise, but also my health wise. I, and you know, I, I don't even know where I'd be health and fitness if I hadn't started at that point. So, uh, very, very thanks to him for that. Dude, that's awesome that, like you can see the timeline of how like like when we go back and we look back on the timeline of our our days it's like you know this the the way i kind of transitioned into crossfit was um somewhat similar not on the that high of a level it happened a little bit younger for me is you know i, I pitched in high school and 
I loved baseball, but not like more than anything in the whole wide world. And I didn't really want to go to college to do it and play. Um, so I had a, I had a slight tear in my shoulder that put me out for about, it was like 90 days of our junior spring. So it was like, if you're going to get, you know, looked at to go, you know, even to JUCO, like that's kind of the time that you're going to do it right. Or going into that senior year. And so I was kind of like, ah, uh, you know, I could, I could live without playing baseball, but I was doing uh, PT and that got me really interested in biomechanics. And I was like, I like, and I realized like I'm actually really interested in how like the body itself actually works. And it kind of like created this thirst of knowledge of like, how, how is the arm, like, how does the arm function whenever you curl your arm in? Like, how does that work? So I started reading like in high school, just, well, this was 2015, 16. Um, I started reading the PT I was at would, he had like some links from, uh, or some pages from the journal that he kind of referenced. And so I started reading the CrossFit journal, uh, like some of Greg Glassman's earlier posts and like recordings and things like when I was in high school. And so I started looking back and I was like, I started putting more focus into CrossFit and learning about that when I was in high school. And then, uh, you know, go to college, go to Southern Miss. And so I'm like, I'm going to do kinesiology and I'm going to try to, you know, maybe go into physical therapy and, you know, maybe somehow I can find a way to blend, you know, some of the things I'm learning with just on my own with a biomechanics background at school. Um, and then I was sitting in the back of biomechanics class, like reading the journal and I was like way more interested in, you know, fitness than I was uh, you know, the actual structure and design of like how to do physical therapy, which is also like really cool. Awesome if stuff. you're listening to this right now and thinking <laughs> Tyler is a huge nerd, you're, you're a, right. I am such a nerd. And he'd love to talk about that with you. <laughs> um, but all the, all the nerd stuff aside and all the, the, the desire to learn the things aside is I didn't really know how to apply that. Like as a, I didn't even know that you could apply that as a job, like as a career. I was just like, I, we had a group of guys who we ran Spartan races together. And so it was like four or five of us. And some of them were like legit runners, like really fast guys. That was not me. I was there for the fun. Um, but we would, we would, uh, you know, go run to CrossFit gym in Hattiesburg, go do the workout of the day there and run back to campus. Um, and then, you know, we would do like rope climbs in the ROTC parking lot where they had all their training and we'd be, flipping tires and all these things. And we didn't even like, I would be reading main site and pulling workouts from main site. And it was like, I didn't even realize at the time, like I was obs kind of obsessing over the thirst for knowledge of fitness. And I didn't even know that it, it was possible to have a career. So when I look back on like the times that I was at, at, at school, like at college, like I was putting a lot of focus and energy and effort into learning how, to be fit and I didn't even know that like that's what it was really called you know and so it was kind of it's kind of cool like looking back on it's like man I'm such a nerd like but also like I think I think if we can if we can look back on those kind of things you know we can we can see where our influences lie and it was leading a group of four or five guys and writing a workout for us every single morning at six o'clock in the morning before our 8 a.m class it's like I didn't even realize it but I've been coaching classes since I was yeah, Where I was a it, coach. It helped you. You're see a, a natural leader. I maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe everyone, everyone else around me was just way too easy. The, to the classes, <laughs> the, the classes have grown. Um, 
Yeah, I think if I can, like for me, and you guys know this because we've talked about it some before, but when I think about these moments that are life-changing that have led me to doing what we do in the gym and all the things that you're talking about, it did not start with a love for fitness or biomechanics or human movement at all. It was more like wanting to help people and working with people. And so for me, the and and I talk about this in the gym with people because whenever we think about this, whenever I thought about this topic, the only thing that went to mind was the opportunity that I had, thankfully, and some of the most some of the people that invested in me the most created an opportunity for me to live outside of this this box that we're in and like inside of uh, Mississippi and all the things we think about when we think about home getting a chance to go for a year and live outside of that in Africa and live and work with people who are um, experiencing death and disease in a completely different way. Um, I was I was fortunate enough to get to go and do that, but every time I think about what I do now and wanting to help people and why people say that this place is different and why we have the energy and the excitement around helping people be healthier a lot of it was an increase in thankfulness that came yeah. from getting the experience of working with kids who are who have AIDS and are going to be fighting that battle and just trying to live for another three months or six months and fighting disease. And so getting a chance to see that for a year and learn how to work hard and to wake up in the morning a lot earlier than I was used to in college. You know, I, I got to Africa seven days after I took my final exam for college and did not know a single person on the continent personally and showed up at the airport did not know what the person was going to look like but i knew he was not white <laughs> and so i saw him and he came and found me i probably looked like the most typical college kid <laughs> They're like look for the skinny white kid yeah he's wearing <laughs> sandals and cargo pants curly haired american kid yeah he's like freshly outfitted with new like under armor you know yeah. tropical climate stuff but <laughs> I mean, I was all the cliches and it was not like it can sound as intense as it was there. I met a lot of people from America there and it yeah. was very comforting. Like I had a milkshake my first week there. So like it wasn't, but what, what I did learn was that when you can look back and see the thankfulness that you have for some of the comforts over a long period of time. And for me as a really OCD, very clean, very organized person to go to a place where time does not exist yeah. and it's just daylight and nighttime and everything is covered in dirt and it's gross and you're barefoot and it's muddy, like get it in and it's like disease and all these things like getting for my personality into that environment and then getting to come back here and work out in the gym like it just makes me so thankful for for health and getting a chance to eat healthy you know and getting a chance to work out every day and so for me like that time in a remote village was something that has drastically changed my view of how I feel like I can help people and it has helped me bring a positivity to every single day that I would not have had just innately on my yeah. own. And so that was something I didn't get to do it because of me. Other people created that opportunity for me. So I'm really thankful for it. But it's just made like, it's just made life. Like when I wake up every day, I'm just excited to come to the gym. And that was something that is a direct response from seeing places that I like, I'm very fortunate to not have to have grown up in. Travel is such an important part of the human experience, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because it gives you perspective. Um, that the world is much bigger than 
this tiny little area that we live in and there's lots of different types of people that live life completely different they think differently than you and also to realize how blessed we are to live where we are when i was six we lived in prague uh it was czechoslovakia at the time for the summer and um it's cool yeah my brother and i and my parents we lived there for a summer and i didn't realize it at the time obviously but uh looking back on it I, i think it really had a profound impact on my life going forward because it gave me so much more perspective and gave me a hunger and thirst of knowledge to learn about the the world around me and broaden my horizons and i just grew up with so many people who had such a um a, a smaller view of a narrower view of life and the world because it was revolved around you know this tiny little area that we lived and the place you went on vacation in the summer and the college that you rooted for and in sports and I always had in the back of my mind, I was like, there's so much more to the world out there than this. And, you know, we lived there uh, for the summer and we traveled other places. And also just to see how much harder life was over there, you know, and um, and I've, I've continued to travel and travel is such an important part of my life. And I, I love to travel and see other places and it always come back with such a perspective of the the problems that we we face day to day and realizing like these problems that we build up into such big problems in our head really aren't that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. And so, gosh, that's something, a gift that I really want to give to my kids, um, is the, the, the gift of perspective and travel and being able to see other ways of life. And I haven't been to Africa like you, Caleb. And so I can only imagine what that experience, uh, would be like, because when you see people who literally are living day to day, um, it really changes how you look at your problem of, gosh, I'm having trouble connecting to Wi-Fi right now. You know, that yeah. type of, that type of thing. Like for me, I mean, just practically, like it really made like picking up dirty stuff and cleaning like a dirty mop bucket or the bathrooms or whatever. Nothing. Like nothing's gross when you see like reusable diapers. And when you, you know, get walk through a slum every single day for months at a time, like things just aren't gross when the trash is on the like outside when there's not trash cans, but trash piles, like it just changes everything. And of course that's not an experience that you have to have to have that. But I'm just like, I'm very thankful for it because it has helped me to just like rip the bandaid off of doing things that I know need to be done right then because I've been, I've been able to see people who do that every day and people who experience a different way of life and, you know, are constantly facing death. Like I had to like get to know a lot of kids that are like died right there and you're trying to sit in you know hospitals and and it just kind of like i think for me it was something that um it really helped to like set priorities and then things that aren't a big deal just aren't a big deal like Mm -hmm. things that we make a big deal they're really not a big deal in the grand scheme of things we make them a big deal we make very small things a very big deal and when you change when you have that shift i think it has helped us it's helped me to be successful in health and fitness because of that and so i'm just incredibly grateful for it and like hunter said the opportunity to do that i'm going to do everything i can to provide opportunities for other people to experience it because it is something that it just it puts a filter on everything that you just have forever. Now I will say, um, the OCD kind of comes back a little bit. <laughs> it's, the, it's the cleanliness starts to creep back. back in. Okay. Uh, so we're running out of time. Let's, uh, let's, let's go around and everybody give one more, um, moment. If you can think of, uh, that had a, a profound impact on your health and fitness life, uh, specifically. Um, 
this is perfect. This is a good thing to wrap up for me. And I think this is where I refer back to, I think a lot, um, is I did a Spartan race in Black Mountain, North Carolina. And, um, it was, it was just the middle distance. It wasn't the, the crazy long one. All right. But, um, it was meant to be eight and a half miles or something like that. Nothing just ridiculous, but, uh, it rained for three days straight before that. And so the Creek that was meant to be ankle deep ended up on me being like mid, mid knee, like around me, uh, knee or thigh. So it was pretty deep uphill, um, through this Creek. And at the beginning, uh, they kind of like had to let out a warning to everyone. It's like, Hey, the rap, like this is going to be a rapid, it's going to be somewhat dangerous, be careful for it. But if you signed up for this and you're serious about it, go run this race. And uh, I went and ran the race, enjoyed it, had an awesome time. Uh, but during the whole time, like there were people who were like rolling ankles because it was so muddy or having to, like, instead of a, a hill that normally you could run up, were having to pull themselves up with the trees that were in the ground. And it was like one of those situations where we all kind of put ourselves in that 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 detriment that situation but we like the group of people that was running it we kind of worked together to get each other through the race and i don't know in that moment i realized like there is a there is a uh there is this huge positive impact that like group suffering and this you know may you know suffering is a strong word but you know challenge um provides and so for me i realized kind of in that moment it's like i want to be in a place where i can help lead groups of people get through something that is challenging. And so for me, like I got finished with that race and I was like, you know, one day, like I want to help lead groups of people that, that do tough things. And so I don't know it's really cool. I think back to that all the time. I'm like in the moment, I didn't realize that's what it was. But now that I think back on it, that was very profound for me. Mine is going to be the, and this is when I first started working out, Hunter, you were somebody that I looked up to a ton. Um, and your sister, your brother, uh, there was a group of people that at the gym that I looked up to and I was like, this is cool. I would like to aspire to be that because that looks really fun. And that I like the amount of work I started to see that went into that. I'm like, let's do it. That, that looks really cool. Um, but what I learned is that the things that get you to where you want to be a lot of times are not very flashy and you can't make excuses or else you are always going to be fighting an uphill battle. And so the sooner that you just stop letting your mind naturally go to an excuse, naturally go to an excuse. You're going to make an excuse every single day for every single challenging thing. And so I got to watch a group of people that I got to start spending time with every day, just do work. They just show up and you do what it says and you do the work and the results come in time. And so I found that my tendency is to make excuses. And I got to watch a lot of people who stopped making excuses and just did the work. And it was, uh, that kind of changed my mentality on, on hard work. We had an amazing group of people who just showed up and trained together every single day and did a lot of really hard stuff day in and day out and showed up every single day. And the the results were incredible, the progress that was made over that time time frame. And it was so much fun. We had a, we had a blast doing it. Um, mine, um, which is kind of what led me ultimately to that point, was I talked earlier about um, when I started, my buddy had got me into the, to the CrossFit gym. Mississippi CrossFit is the gym that I joined. And uh, after baseball, I went back and joined that August, and I showed up every single day, you know, six days a week. Um, I think it was f five days at first because I would go out on Friday night, and I didn't feel like going Saturday morning. But after um, a couple months, he invited me to this um, 
event and they were doing a fight gone bad event if anybody uh, you know has been doing uh, crossfit for a long time you've probably done that workout before and it was like a charity event and uh it was at actually at um around the corner from where our coyote fitness flowwood location is it was at the previous owner was putting it on in the parking lot and um i've been putting up some pretty good scores uh in, you know in the classes or whatever so i thought i was you know pretty fit at that point and there was people that were getting like 100 to 150 reps more than me at the fight gone bad just local people and then afterwards they did like a, a lift off um you know snatch and clean and jerk and people i remember a couple guys snatched like 225 and or 245 and i was just like blown away because i think at the time i could snatch like 135 maybe and so at that point it kind of opened up my eyes to like wow you can compete at this number one number two there's people that are way better than me at this and i really want to get better at this and that's when i i really started getting serious and i remember that the guy who got me into it i talked to him i was like man i really want to step this up what i what do you think i need to do and he said uh, quit eating bread and quit eating sugar. <laughs> and so, I mean, I literally, I quit eating bread. I quit eating sugar and I leaned up. I probably lost 30 pounds over the next three or four months. And obviously I wasn't tracking my food. I know I wasn't getting enough protein. I wasn't getting enough fuel, but I leaned up a lot and my fitness level went through the roof. I started going, you know, every Saturday as well. I, I started only going out on Saturday nights instead of Friday <laughs> and Saturday night. You know, I was still young and dumb in a lot of ways, but, um, that kind of launched me into that, down that path of, learning that you could compete at this, which is what really, I've really fell in love with the competition aspect. And I ended up competing for probably the next eight years at it and did well over 50 competitions and got some compete at some big events and regionals and do teams and all that type of stuff. But what all that led me to do was devote my life to learning about health and fitness and trying to uncover every stone I could possibly uncover to get better at it for my own self. And then after that, it was to, to get better at and learn so I could teach the other people, like Caleb mentioned, the, the Coyote competitors who ended up wanting to compete and my brother and sister and everybody else. And I learned so much along that journey. And now I'm able to the point now where I'm not interested in competing anymore, but I can help people that want to compete and provide all that stuff I learned and also help people just in any area of health and fitness and then teach our coaches to be able to do that. So those were a couple of very profound moments. And they all, a lot of them happened close to the same amount of time but it completely changed the course of my life. And looking back 12 years later, I'm like, gosh, man. man, I'm so glad that my path led me down those, those steps because otherwise, um, I don't know what my life would be like if it wasn't for those. So very profound moments. So guys, this was a really great conversation. It was good. I, f I feel like I know each of you a little bit better now. Yeah. So, uh, ho hopefully you guys listening at home, um, were able to, um, know us each a little bit better too, but, uh, we're out of time with this segment, so we're going to move on to the next segment. Outside the box. That was a good. One. Oh, you drew that out a little bit more. Like I wasn't expecting that. Okay, so uh, what what do you? Uh, I think it's the uh, the the Friday Kill Cliff in me. So, um, <laughs> you guys got anything going on right now, specifically? Um, I'm going to Caleb's the. Caleb's uh, got something. Well, the Georgia Mississippi State football game tomorrow. There you go. Excited! It's been three years since I've been to a college football game, so nothing much. A lot of our listeners, you guys go and are very loyal fans, so I will be uh, be joining the crew in Starkville. It's really just a fun time for Sarah and I to get out of town for a day and just do something different than our normal routine. So, um, yeah, that's that's it. Six o'clock. So it's also going to be cold, and yeah, it is. That's going to be a that's I mean it's 80 right now out there and I haven't I mean we haven't had the cold weather yet this year so the first time body has not adjusted 
I hope it's going to be comfortable. I hope it's not miserable, but uh, that's it. Nothing crazy. We're just a little college football this weekend. Quick reminder about Caleb's Georgia background. Uh, He's a Florida State fan, though. Yeah, I'm a Florida State fan. Well, what the heck? I grew up in South Georgia, so Tallahassee was actually three hours. Athens was two hours. Went to Georgia Southern, but brother and sister went to Georgia. They're loyal fans. I am not. I grew up talking trash to my brother about Georgia. Good. We had to clear the air. Yeah, so I'll be cheering for the Bulldogs this weekend. (laughs) Uh, So uh, we had to push our uh, our, our recordings forward a little bit because I am leaving in the morning to go to Jamaica for a week on vacation with my wife. Anniversary slash both of our birthdays. Vacation. So I will... um, be getting out of town just as it's getting cold looking forward to spending a week of chilling and reset and uh leading up to thanksgiving week so um, hunter's gonna go change his perspective at sandals resort yeah. we're not going to overseas yeah, where, are you, going, going where are you going to, we're going to the excellence resort so oh uh, yeah yeah uh i'm going to change my perspective on things <laughs> that's uh, right a much deserved rest yeah i'm looking forward to it so i will be uh chilling and relaxing for a week and he's going to come back just fired up and ready to go yeah, and hopefully almost as tan as Caleb was when he came back came from back the beach. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, for me, this is kind of a, a time period where, uh, you know, outside of, of coaching, something that I, I like to do is duck hunt. Um, so duck season's around the corner for me. I'm kind of laying low for these next few weeks, kind of uh, saving some travel time and some energy. Um, Tyler's requesting it. to coach a lot of Saturdays. I don't know yeah. why. It's like he's saving up for a big like request I'm, here. Like I'm, like I'm planning ahead here, Caleb. <laughs> uh, but no, right now just uh, just hanging out a little bit, um, getting a lot of getting a lot of inside the box things because I know December and January uh, I I may do a little more weekend travel or things like that. But uh, no, I love the fall, so I'm I'm actually excited for the cold weather. So there's my small talk for the day. Let's go. Ding me on that. All right. Uh, you guys got anything to recommend? Before I got to recommend. Up? Okay. Uh, there's a podcast that I listen to called No Laying Up. They are probably the original golf podcast. Some of the first guys OG. to do it. They are a group of six guys that talk about golf, everything golf. They do. They have a phenomenal media, uh, I guess, side of their mm-hmm. business. And so they do a series called Tour Sauce. And they are going through Scandinavia right now. They play golf for two weeks. They do a little competition within themselves, but they they have an incredible documentary crew that comes with them, and they do a lot of presenting golf and what it's like around the world in different areas. And so this season of Tour Sauce, they're in Scandinavia, and the um, cine- what's it what's the visuals? What would that be called in a podcast? Cinematography. That sounds a little bold, but uh, anyway, yeah. the way that they've done it is phenomenal in that part of the world, like. I've, I did not know a lot about it. And so if you guys like golf, if you like travel, no laying up. They do a series called Tour Sauce. I think this is the ninth That's or 10th cool. episode or ninth or 10th season. So you can go back and watch those. One of our members, Adam Bird, shout out. He's the one that told me about them. And now I'm hooked. So that's my out of the gym, like just consume some media for me. So if you guys enjoy those things, no that's, laying that's up. Cool. Uh, my recommend is the World Cup is starting the week of Thanksgiving. It's, they, no, it starts the, I think the first, It's is it the week? The so Sunday the 20, before Thanksgiving. It is? Nice. Yeah. Damn, um, that's a week, two yeah, weeks. Yeah. They just Here announced uh, the, the U.S. men's national team. We play Wales on, I think, Monday of Thanksgiving, and then we play England the day after Thanksgiving. My recommend is to watch the World Cup this year. The games are going to be like at 1 o'clock our time, a central, U.S. central time. So um, we should be able to watch them during the day. Um, 
but it's really fun to follow along. Pull, uh, pull for your country. It should be a really fun, uh, exciting World Cup this year. I think there's a lot of really good teams and a lot of good players, and it's pretty wide open. So my recommend is take a deep dive in World Cup this year. Nice. Give soccer a chance. My recommend is that the U.S. win some games. I would recommend that. I'm going to recommend uh, that we to beat the Wales, team. And I think, what's the other, other team we can beat? That's Doesn't matter. Even, doesn't matter. Iran. Iran. I think we can beat them too. We play we England better. and Iran back to back. It's going to be a man. Boom. A couple of centuries worth. We got of a really young good team. Advice, right there. We good might advice. be four years early, but um, in in four years when the U.S. hosts, I think we got a chance to, to nice. make a long run. But we got a lot of young players on the up and up. So hopefully we can have a good run this year. Get some excitement built. Yeah. Last little thing. Uh, since we're talking about influences and things uh, from the come up of our lives. Uh, a book that I read that really changed my perspective on things is two books. They're two-part series. It's Way of the Seal and Way of the Wolf, both by Mark Devine. Uh, or Devine. Uh, he's also got a podcast. It's very Navy SEAL-oriented, but you can learn a lot of things about uh, you know introspective, uh, deep breathing practices and things like that that they, they apply under pressure. So if you're kind of into that kind of tactical stuff, it's pretty cool. Um, but it's Way of the Seal and Way of the Wolf. I would recommend reading them in that order. Boom. Great. All right. Uh, not to be confused with Way of the Wolf by Jordan Belford, which was also a good book. Totally different. <laughs> or the movie Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, uh, that's it for this week. I uh, hope you guys have a great week, and we'll catch you next time. Silky smooth sounds.